Welcome to In, In It, it together. together. I'm Jay. And I'm Courtney. And this is our podcast where we discuss mental health and self-improvement from a couple's perspective. Hello, hello. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you feeling today? Much better since last time, thankfully. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, an interesting podcast. Yeah, it was. But it's it's important to be transparent and candid. So my friends and my you know family on TikTok and everybody just knows that if I'm talking about something, it's because I've been there or I really do understand, not just professionally. No, I think it was a great podcast. It really showed you in a different light for a lot of people, which was great. I think it just humanizes you when, when people see that you we both struggle with a lot of the things we we speak about, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's also great when I have someone being like, you know, what resources do you have or what are your credentials with this? And it was like, even if I didn't have any credentials, like I'm living it. So I think it's so important that people can just hear from me. And People actually reached out to me afterwards and was like, thanks for actually doing the podcast, even though you had anxiety and we felt it, but it really helped us at the end see you go from a 10 to like a four. And it gave us hope because the things you're telling us to do actually do work because you did them. Yeah, I'll acknowledge that because I I do the edits for the podcast, of course. And when I listened to it the first time, it made me anxious because I could (laughs) really hear how how much your anxiety was affecting you. Yeah. And I, I, I you know, I, I deal with my anxiety and, you know, seeing you that anxious all the time. But yeah. hearing it was like a different level. Yeah, no, that was, I have, I hadn't been that anxious in a long time. Like, I have anxiety. I wouldn't say it's acute. At one point it was. That was the worst that I've had. And I, I can't even recall. And it's just it's tough when that happens because it's like, what the hell? Why is this happening? And it's so frustrating because then I start saying I just want to be normal. But for everything that I've been through and everything that I'm still going through, it is very normal. And it's just going to happen from time to time. And when it does, that's when you got to use your coping skills. Yeah, that's it. That's the that's the key. Right. It was funny because. I also got you got a message of someone thanking me for just kind of helping you out or being supportive in that time. Yeah, they were like, your husband was like super calm. And it's it's hilarious because I can think of the times when like our anxiety is going off at the same time and you're not super calm. And I'm like, yeah, but you you really just kind of just sat there and was like the voice of reason. And she actually was like, hey, I have to show my husband this. So she goes and she shows her husband. Her husband's listening and he's like, oh, crap. Because usually he just like walks away and th- that's not supportive. So it was really supportive of of you to be that way. And then she made him listen to it. Well, that's a good thing that you bring that up because that kind of brings us into what this episode's going to be about, right? Yeah. Um, and that's healthy support systems. Yes, healthy support systems. And that's what you were that day for me, right? You were my support system in that moment. Well, I, I hope that I'm, it wasn't just that day. I hope that I'm a healthy support system <laughs> Well, for no, I'm just kidding. Almost yeah. No, uh, you are. You know, it's 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 funny. Uh, support systems are, are, there's, we need them. We do. All right, so let's get into it then. Um, what is a support system? Well, a support system is really just, it can be people or objects or things that you access when you're really struggling and you need to gain some perspective to get to a better point. Really, that's what a support system is. It can be people or things. And things, what I mean by that is the library, books, resources. They don't have to be living things. They can be inanimate objects. Your first line of support is yourself, right? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, if you're not in a good relationship with yourself and you're not a good support system for yourself, I mean, that's where it starts because that's what you're going to attract. So you are part of your support system. Yeah, that's very well said. So let's let's start with a couple misconceptions because I know there's a lot of misconceptions of what, what support systems are. So I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, these misconceptions. Talk about those for our listeners because, you know, these are the, the most common ones that come out. Like the, you know, I don't have a support system. Oh, my God. I hear that all the time. I don't have a support system. I don't have any friends. I don't have any family. I'm by myself. It's like, okay, number one, you have a support system because you are your support system. But two, it does not have to be family or friends. A support system can encompass literally the mailman. It can be someone at the library. It can be a neighbor. It can be anything. It can be a you know, a, a guru, someone that you follow on the computer. It doesn't have to be people that you know in quote unquote your real life. And I think that that's the, the biggest misperception is that people think it has to be friends or family. And when people don't have that, which we don't have a lot of that, they think that they don't have a support system. Yeah, it doesn't have to be large either because, uh, you know, well, that's another misconception, right? right. They think that a uh, support system has to be a large group of friends or family mm-hmm. or or people that they, you know, lean on. Exactly. And it could be two people. Literally, my support system really is myself and you and maybe a couple other things. But it does not have to be large. And I think that, again, that's something that people say, well, you know, I, I have this friend and she has all these friends and all these family and I've got nobody. I have one person. That can be just as strong and productive and healthy as a huge support system. Yeah, absolutely. Going back to what you said or what we've been talking about, right, is the self, right? Because I was my own support system for a very long time until we got together and I met you. And uh, again, that goes back to, you know, building walls and and shutting Mm -hmm. myself out and not allowing other people to be a support for me. But, you know, for a very, very long time, I was my own support system. Yeah. And uh, that's funny. I was the opposite. I let everybody and their mother into my life and allowed them to be, quote unquote, my support system to enable me. And the one thing that was missing, which I'm learning through self-compassion, is developing that self part of my support system. And that's what's really helping to fix the cracked foundation. That's what you gave me. That's what you did. That's what I didn't do. And now that's what I'm doing. And now you're doing what I did is letting a little bit of people in, which was pretty much just me and the kids. But I'll take it. Well, you just said something that's important, right? You said um, enabling. That's a that's a big one. Yeah. Because we, we want to talk about what are the characteristics of a healthy support system, right? right? So let's get into that because that's important. You need to, before you can establish a healthy support system, you need to know what it encompasses so you are on the lookout for the right thing and not the wrong thing. Like someone enabling you to think a certain way is probably the wrong way to establish a support system because enabling isn't isn't necessarily or I shouldn't say necessarily. I don't even think people look at it as, as enabling. They misperceive and, and they turn around support for enabling. So if someone doesn't feel like someone is constantly behind them or backing them up in what they're Agreeing doing. Agreeing with everything. Yeah, if they don't agree with everything, then, oh, that's not a support system. No, that's just enabling, you know, and, and making sure your support system doesn't have enablers in it is going to be huge because that's ultimately what can make it toxic. Yeah, you need someone to call you out on your BS, right? Right, yeah. That's, that's important, right? Because if you 
have someone constantly agreeing with everything you say, then then yeah, that can be in- enabling because you need someone to say, hey, you know, you were wrong in that instance or your thinking needs to change about, about that. Um, that's a characteristic of a good support system. You know, someone that's calling you out on your BS and not always agreeing. You know, there's times that you have a point and mm-hmm. there's times that you don't have a point and that you have to be able and open to receive that criticism. Exactly. And oftentimes, that's not what people are looking for. And that's why they're not developing a great support system. Because are you really looking for a support system? Or are you really looking for people to just tell you that you're right so that you can make sense of the points that you are trying to prove to yourself? And that's a question you need to ask yourself when trying to establish yourself with a good support system. And that brings me to another point because we're, you know, we're in an age right now that we uh, we live in these bubbles, right? Mm-hmm. People live in these bubbles, these echo chambers where, you know, you have an opinion and you, you search out someone that shares that same opinion. And then you 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 end up in this loop, right, where you everyone shares the same opinion. Everyone has the same thing to say and no one challenges anyone's opinion on on any subject. And you end up in these loops, in these endless enabling loops that don't allow for any real growth. Right. And the only thing that you want to be able to share, you know, and I just want to put this out here with your support system, is your morals and values should line up. But opinions are okay. You know what I mean? If your morals and values line up, that's that's where the differences could make an issue. So I think you made a really, really good point there that you need to be challenged. You need somebody to call you out on those things. Yeah, what you don't need is someone to just be a sounding board too, either. Yeah, and I think that's what people think support systems should be. It should just be someone to sit there and let them bitch and listen and, you know, walk away feeling like I was supported in that. But that's that's not support. It should be something where you get feedback. You should have feedback. And you should be, when you access your support system, whether it's a, a person or a book that you're reading or whatever it is, your goal should be, what can I get from this? You should never go into it with like, I just, you know, I just need to vent and, you know, I just need to get this off my chest. Because even if you're venting, a good person or a good support system is going to call you on that and be like, okay, well, I can see why you felt X, Y, and Z about this, but we need to look at it from this perspective. That's how we grow. We grow when we are challenged. We grow in the uncomfortable. We don't grow when someone is just agreeing with us all the time. Yeah, absolutely. That's where and we've talked about that on previous podcasts, right? Being able to just take constructive criticism and and um, grow from that, right? Because, like we said, we you have to be able. It starts with yourself, of course, right? You have to be able to look in the mirror and say, "I'm wrong," or "I need to change this about myself." And you need others around you that can do the same thing for you. You know, and right. they say, "This is, this is, you know, you, you struggle with this." And once you identify the things that you want to change about yourself, you need people that are are going to help you along that that journey. You need people to provide you with the constructive criticism for you to grow and change because that's without that, you know, again, you get stuck, right? It's like the essential water you give a plant, right? If you don't water the plant, it's just going to wither and die. You need someone to challenge your points of view. It's important to have, you know, the diversity and objectivity in the uncomfortable is where all the growth happens. So it's important when you have a support system or when you're looking to get a support system, right? Uh, it's important that they challenge your point of views. They're able to 
understand what you're coming from, but they can provide some diversity to you, to that opinion. Yeah, absolutely. And I think what's, you know, we, we mentioned the objectivity is you need somebody that's going to play devil's advocate. And when we talk about, you know, setting the boundaries or setting the building the foundation for a support system, you should expect from your support system the same things they should expect from you. So if your support system has people in it, those people should be also working on trying to improve their selves and working on themselves and working on building and learning from there. Because if you're just the only one working on yourself in your support system, eventually you're going to outgrow them, right? So you need to start growing parallel, especially if you're in a relationship. Like That's why it's important that you and I are both working on ourselves and finding better ways so that we can grow parallel with one another and share with one another. So the dynamics of your support system will change over time. And it's important that you change with the dynamics and that you're continuing to work together as as a whole. I think that's really important because that's where there becomes a disconnect in a support system. No, that's a great point because you, you're right. You have to, it's not only about you, right? And what you're, that they're your support system, but then you become their support system as right. well. And you need to give back. Absolutely. Absolutely. Giving back is huge. If you're unable to give back to your support system, then what are you doing? Yeah, you're right. You're not you're not a support system. You're not part of your support system, right? Exactly. If you're not giving back, if and, and if the support system is just giving to you, then you're just taking and it's no longer support. It's enabling. So that's how you can also make sure that you're not being enabled in relationship or the support system is that you're giving back as well. Yeah, that's a great point, you know, because the more you give of yourself to your support system, the more you can expect back from your support system. And not not in a, a, as an expectation, but the, the, the more it becomes a system, right? Yeah. Um, and it, it's it, not just one person exactly. taking. Um, you're giving, there's a give and take, and that's that's what that system is. Well, it's it's like, it's it's keeping it going. You know what I mean? It's that, that circle that keeps going. And then you put some stuff in, and then the, the supports that you have start learning from those things. And it's just reciprocated. And I think that that's really important. It's, it's a requited relationship where you're getting both from both sides. And I think that most people forget that that's, or actually most people probably don't even know that that's actually a healthy component of a healthy support system. Healthy, when you say healthy, people are like, well, well, what does that mean? It needs to be balanced. Balanced means healthy to me. So it, sh- it shouldn't just be one side. You know, there should be both sides. Yeah. So let's talk about friends and family because friends and family is probably um, what most people will lean on and, right. st- and start there for a support system. So let's talk a little bit about like the pros and cons of friends and family. All right. So let's start with the pros, like the obvious friends and family, you know, in a support system. They know you, you know, they're already part of your life. You can access them. You have a relationship with them. You feel bonded with them. Those are, you know, why most people want it to be friends and family, Right. You're my support. You're pretty much like 85% of my support system. And then there's me and, you know, I have you know, my best friend or whatever like that. But I think it's for most people, that's why it's friends and family. It's the most accessible and the most easy to to access. So what are the cons then? Well, what if they're toxic? What if the friends that you have in your life really aren't your cheerleaders behind your back? What if they want to keep you right where they are because misery loves company? Because if you start to be successful and they're not, what does that say about them? You know, same thing can go 
with family? What if you have toxic family? What if you have people in your family that really could care less if you're doing well, that really could care less about what's going on in your life because they just want you to know what's going on with their lives? So it's double-edged sword. You just have to be able to assess. Yeah, that goes back to my point that I've, I've made to you <laughs> numerous times, right? People are people. Yep. So uh, friends and family fall into more family than friends because we get to pick our friends for yeah. the most part. But family, you don't get to pick your family, right? So it's it's important to assess each individual, you know, based on their merits, right? Um, just because someone is a, a family member doesn't necessarily mean that they have your best interests at heart. Right. Or that they have the skills. Because here's the thing. There may be someone in your family that can be really great for, let's say, you know, advice about relationships, but ask them like about education or ask them anything else or mental health and they don't know anything. It's okay too to single out certain things that people in your family or friend zone are good with because not everybody can be one fully supported person that can help you with mental health and relationships and job advice and and, and things like that. So you might just have to identify certain things that you can go to certain people for. And then at the same time, know that I can't go to this or about this with so-and-so because they're not going to be a benefit. They're not going to be able to help me with this. So like knowing <laughs> their friends and family and knowing what their strengths and weaknesses are is also going to help you determine if it's going to be a positive person to add to your support system. Yeah, that's a great point because it doesn't have to each individual person doesn't be, have to be all inclusive. Right. So you can have a support system for like your mental health and right. you can have a support system for your emotional health and your relationship health. And, you know, the, the, you can set up these different support systems for different needs that you may have. But again, it's important, like you said, right, to be uh, in a system where it's a reciprocating mm -hmm. a relationship where, where, okay, you know, you share the same values so if you set up some type of relationship um, support system, right, you want to have someone that shares your same morals and the same values that you have that you that you find important in a relationship and and have a person. So, again, you want what you want is if you want a healthy relationship, you want to look to someone that has a healthy relationship right. to provide that support system. You don't want to. Go to someone that's <laughs> you don't go just that. recently divorced, that had a horrible breakup, you know, can never be in a relationship. You don't want that person. You don't to want be, that person you know. while they're in the healing process. But when that person has healed and they've accepted responsibility for what went wrong in their part, if they get to that point, then you could always hear what they had to say, take it or leave it. But you made a really good point that you want to assess where that person is at in their own personal journey. Or if someone's in a if someone's still in a terrible relationship and they're always giving you relationship advice, or not even in a relationship that is health, you know, healthy or haven't had one, you probably shouldn't be taking advice from them. Yeah, that's a good point because you're you're right, and we we do we seek that sometimes, right? Because again, uh, what we don't want to sound is just a sounding board, right? A lot of people just like to bitch and moan, uh, and and that's fine. Sometimes you know you need to vent. From time to time, you need to get the stuff out. So a sounding board or someone that you can use as a sounding board it can be uh, beneficial at times, but that I, that's not a support system. No. And there's a difference between bitching and venting. Venting is, I have an issue. I need to find a solution. Bitching is, I just want to bitch about this, and I really don't care if it changes. And 
it's funny that we're talking about this because that was my biggest weakness before I really started to change was I had an awful, quote unquote, it wasn't even a support system. It was like an enabling system, really. And it was just people that said they loved me and cared about me, but always said what they loved about me. Are you so great at this and that? There was no one ever to challenge me and be like, you're being a selfish bitch right now, or you need to work on this until you came along. And that's why I had the hardest time having the support, quote unquote, from you, because I had eight other people in my life telling me that I was amazing and telling me that you had a right to feel that way. And you were the first one to come into my life and be like, um, what? And I was like, excuse me. So that's why most people actually can push away healthy friends and family or healthy people because they don't know what's a good support system. Yeah, but I can be overly critical sometimes. I you guess. said it. I, I didn't say that. You well, said it. Well, but it, you know, and again, it's just, that's, that goes back to what we were saying, right? You can see how critical I am of myself and I apply that to everyone else, right? Yeah. So if it's you not know, like you're just critical to me, exactly. And that's 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 the that's important why sometimes distinction. I feel bad because I'm like, man, he must be himself up real bad. But that's that's kind of goes back to what we were saying, right? You have to see the person, and if that person is working on themselves and doing the things that they're asking you to do, then then you can understand. Okay, this, you know what I'm saying? Like nothing that I asked you to do was was ever anything that I didn't go through right. myself. Seek people in your support system that you connect to, that align with your values, your morals, and where you want to get to. Exactly. And I think that's why at some point I was able to take the advice and things that you had to say to me because my morals and values started to align with yours. And so it was a lot easier to be like, okay, I can be accepting of this. It doesn't mean that just because, it doesn't mean that it's going to be easy. It doesn't mean that it's going to feel good hearing those things, but it's what's necessary to grow. And I think that that is so important when establishing, you know, your support system is that you just, you have someone that's equally working on trying to better themselves, especially when it comes with friends and family. So let's talk about other resources though now. Um, you know, if you don't have a large pool of friends and family that you have access to, what other resources can you lean on? Well, so this is funny, right? Social media. Social media. That has its own pros and cons, though. It huh? does, and we can talk about it. Let's talk about the pros. When you have established your good self-support system, meaning you have good boundaries for yourself, you know the goals and you want to work towards, you're actually going to start seeking that stuff out on social media. So you're less likely to seek out the drama. You're less likely to seek out the things that will enable you. So you may follow a guru or you may follow a special channel that's light and positivity. TikTok, you know, TikTok is, for me, I think it's been fantastic. I have met some amazing people. So my ask.courtney on TikTok can be and is for many people part of their support system because they're actually actively seeking out aspects within social media that are going to better themselves. So social media can be a great support system when you're seeking out the right things. Yeah, that's a key distinction though, right? Because you have you have to have already established that self, right? right? You know, that self-support or or seeking, you know, you can't you doesn't necessarily have to be completely uh on the road, but you have to be seeking that self-support and that, you know, that self-improvement aspect of yourself in order for you to start doing that, right? Right, because 
I'm going to give you a really good example. Memes, right? Memes can go one or two ways. There are people that can go and just type up, you know, heartbroken memes about depression. And, you know, and then all of a sudden they're bombarded with a bunch of terrible quotes and things that just make them feel worse and just validate that their life sucks. And it just becomes a cycle. Or you could be the person that's on social media that says, I want to find that person like Ask Courtney or that meme that is going to give me a positive affirmation because I feel like shit right this second. So they go in daily positive affirmations or positive affirmations about depression. It's that paradigm shift that social media can really deliver to you what you're seeking in that time, but you have to be willing to seek out the right things. And that is the fundamental difference. Personally, I know this because I used to be that person. Hi, my name's Courtney, and I'm a recovering negative Nancy drama-seeking person on social media. I have completely transformed my life now. And you'll attract it if you're ready for it. Yeah, that's that's the key, right? It's you you attract what you are, right? Yeah. So, man, th- that that just hit. <laughs> Crap, that explains a lot of my younger years. But you know what? It's very self validating right now to see all the work that I've done. Like that comment that you just said just helped bring like this boost of energy in my chest that I could feel. That was like, now can you see how far you've come? Like, it's good. It's good when you can see those things in yourself. Oh, by the way, a healthy support system roots you on for your small accomplishments when you do them. So I'm going to give myself a little round of applause applause. for myself. Yes. No, but it's important to celebrate your wins, to stop, appreciate the journey, look back. That was important, guys. No, you got to appreciate, and, and it's a, it's about appreciating the journey. We had a podcast about that, right? <laughs> yeah. Appreciating the journey. Because it is, it's it's not about the destination, it's about that journey. Yeah, it's it's like we're not going to like, uh, uh, you know, the Caribbean right now for a nice destination vacation. I mean, that's coming up at some point. It's a journey. And once you keep telling yourself that, you're less likely going to be looking like, why aren't I healed yet? Why don't I have a great support system yet? Why don't I have a best friend yet? It's like, it's a lifelong process. Like, and I think when you can say it like that, you you remove the pressure of some change having to happen right now. And then you open up the doors to getting there a lot quicker. Yeah. And it's what you said, right? It's it's you have to know what you were searching for, yeah. right? Because if you're if you're constantly just bitch, you know, in that negativity space, then you're just attracting that more negativity. Right. And if you're a if you have a victim mentality then your support system is going and, and you don't change yourself. Your support system is going to continue the, to enable the victim in you. And you're never going to be able to go from, you know, victim mentality to surviving mentality to thriving. You know, the goal is to get to thriving. And when you're in that victim mentality, you are going to have a support system that enables that within you. And you're never going to get past that point. Yeah. And also, you know, on the on the same subject of online podcasts. Oh, podcasts podcasts can be a support system. So if you guys are listeners, you know, we can be your support system. Yes. And that's that's why we started this. Right. We started Jay and Courtney's in it together because we realized that we've been in this together for a long time on on self-improvement. And we wanted to start building our own little support systems and, and, and offer ourselves to help those. So, yes, we're your support system. Yeah, because it, well, it was important for us to understand, because we understood this, right, that we're not alone. No, we're not. We're not um, unique. Oh, well, we're unique individuals, but, yeah, you know, our, our, our struggles. Yeah, are unique, but our struggles are. Yeah, exactly, are, are, are the same. And we're all, we're all 
human and we all go through these things and we all have these struggles. So normalizing it and understanding that, hey, if we can get through this, then others can get through this mm-hmm. too and help helping others uh, find themselves and find their strengths. That's what was important to us. This happens to be my favorite podcast, personally. <laughs> <laughs> every every podcast is your favorite podcast. No, like our channel. I love our channel. It's our favorite. It's my favorite podcast. You know why? Because I like going back and I like listening to myself and I like to say, where was I? How did I feel in those moments? When I have tough times, I'm actually uh, going to tell you something here. I listen to some of our episodes because I remind myself, these are the things that I'm teaching people in my, you know, to help develop for themselves. So this podcast is equally supportive as it is for our listeners, for me, because it helps to remind me of my goals and the things that I'm working on. And honestly, I get to, you know, it's, it's the perfect analogy that you gave and it's, it's real, you know, you get something from it. It's like you talking to yourself. Yeah. Literally. That's what it is. You, I'm, I'm listening to myself. I'm like, who is that intelligent lady? I'm like, Oh, that's me. (laughs) I should act it. Okay. It helps bring it back, you know? And it's funny because I can listen to you and things that you try to tell me when I'm not in the right space because you're it's nice and calm. The podcast is calm. And sometimes I go back and, you know, I listen. I don't know. I, it's just it's it's great that you mentioned that because I don't think people realize that a podcast such as Jane Courtney's in it together can be your support system. Way to self-promote there. Hey. Talking about self-promotion, let's talk about a little bit about like uh, resources. What we're Right. So, you know. That encompasses uh, uh, coaching and counseling and therapy. Yes. So talk a little bit about that. All right. Well, first and foremost, you know, therapy, counseling and coaching, pros and cons of both. And it all comes down to what you're seeking. Now, you can go to a therapist and you can be enabled too, right? You can go to a therapist and they can tell you everything because that's the type of therapist you're seeking out. That's that's what you're seeking out when you're in sessions, Therapy only works if you work it and you have to find the right clinician for you, someone that's going to call you out on your BS, right? Same thing for coaching. You can find yourself a coach that doesn't really care and that just wants you to show up and whether you're making change or you're not, it doesn't matter because you're showing up. Or you can find a coach and, you know, that is going to help identify the things within yourself, help you come up with a plan and hold you accountable. That's why coaching in my my opinion for someone who's ready for it and appropriate for it can be an awesome support for somebody because it's part of your support system, someone that's going to call you out on your BS, someone that's going to hold you accountable, and someone's going to help get you in the right direction. Yeah, those are all the most important key ingredients to good yeah. any to you know whether it be therapy, counseling, or coaching. Yeah, those are important aspects, right? Because you know. Like if you go into therapy every day and you're like, poor me and this happened and this, that and blah, blah, blah. You're just using it as a bitch session. That's why most people leave therapy afterwards feeling worse and awful because there's no plan in place. There's no resolution. They just wait till next week to go bitch again. A good clinician or a good therapist or a good coach is going to be like, okay, we've been having these conversations. We're not moving from there. We're not progressing. Here's the things that I'm noticing within you. If your person that you're seeing, coach, counselor, therapist, isn't doing that. You're either not working the sessions, you're manipulating the sessions, or they're not a right fit. And I think it's really important to pay attention to those factors. Yeah, it goes. It always goes back to our key points at the beginning, right? Having someone to call you out on your BS, be objective, 
be critical at times when they need to be and challenge your points of view. Yeah, absolutely. That's what everybody needs. And I actually have a frame of reference for that, you know, having, you know, personally experienced different um, therapists and having professionally been in the field for a long time. So I think it's I think that was a great point that you brought up. Yeah. And we should probably tell our listeners that you do offer coaching. I do. I do coaching. I don't really, you know, advertise it or anything. It's just kind of like my thing. And a lot of people. Well, you, you, you're very selective about the people I'm very that selective you about decide it. to coach. But if any of our listeners would be interested, you they can go to your. Yeah, there is actually a link right in my um, bio on TikTok. It says Linktree. You click it and then it says Coaching with Courtney. You click that and all the information that they need is there. And there's a little you know, inquiry form that you'll send to me and and I'll, and I'll look at it and I'll reach out to you and I'll send you an intake and you can reach out to me and, you, you know, I'll send you an intake and where I ask some questions, I want to make sure that coaching is the right fit for you. You know, in order for coaching to be the right fit, you need to be in the right mentality, in the right space. You need to be able to say, this is what I've been through. This is how it's affecting me right now in adulthood. These are the things that I know. And this is the outcome that I'd like to see for myself. How can you help me get there? That's the perfect candidate that's ready for coaching because they're saying, hey, I know I got stuff I got to work on. I know where it comes from. I just don't know how to apply it. I need some direction and some planning. That's where I'll come in and I can help. Yeah, you got to be ready for it. And that that goes for therapy or or counseling. You have to be ready. This is probably not a good analogy, but (laughs) it's like, you know, like an alcoholic, right? If you you can you, you can actually go to AA every day and go through the motions, but you're not going to nothing's going to change until you're ready for the change. Right. And that's that's what's important. Or you right? can go to AA, apply the 12 steps, get the material, like really like apply everything to your life. Yeah. I, I don't think that was a bad analogy. I think it made sense. Everyone that wants to change always reaches that point in their life when they're ready for that change. Right. And that's where you have to be, especially when you're seeking out like third party, you know, people to help you. Right. You know, and uh, again, we, we, we can't stress this enough. It starts with you. It starts with that self-support. You have to be open and ready for the change and open and ready for um, the criticism that's going to come with yeah. it. And here's the thing. You are not going to be able to heal in the same environment that made you sick. This applies to relationships, homes, but self. If you're still stuck in the victim mentality and you're still stuck in the trauma, right? You're not going to be able to heal until you can get past that mentally. And I think it's really important that that self system that you need to work on is the most important. You need to be able to show to show up for yourself. You make a promise, you're going to follow through because that's showing yourself consistency accountability. You need to be able to call yourself out or get to the point where I'm making mistakes. I keep doing the same crap over and over, but I want to get to the point where I can notice those things in myself. That's what I'm working on, calling yourself out on your own BS so that you can be better. And as you start and can be able to do those things, then the resources that you seek around you are just going to benefit you. But if you're not willing to or open to, like you said, it's going to be painful and sucky, then it's going to be then none of the resources you seek out are going to be helping. None of the nothing added to your support system is going to be beneficial if you're broken. Yeah, and you got to find what works for you because everyone is different. Um, but it really does start with yourself. You know, yeah. it's it really does start with looking in the mirror and saying, "Hey, this is you know I'm not a whole person." Uh, in some cases with some people, right? And, or these are the things I want to change about myself, and and being upfront and really honest with yourself that these are the issues, right? If you're a person, 
I think most people can identify the things that they're not, you know, they're not strong with, right? Right. Um, it's just, but being real with yourself is a different story. Yeah. Well, I think it's because most people, I don't want to say I think, I know it's because most people, and I know this personally and professionally, when you have to admit to the things you're not good at, it's almost like admitting you're no good. And that's the difference. The things that you struggle with, your struggles do not dictate who you are. You know, where you where you stand right now in your life isn't your destination. It's just your starting point. Our struggles are just our flaws and a part of who we are. And so that's why people get this false sense of pride that, like, you know, they can't do anything wrong. Or, no, I, I, I was right about that because somehow it's a reflection of who they are. But the reason why they think that way is because their self-system is damaged and they need some self-compassion. It's really important that you said that. So what other uh, resources do you think we can recommend? Books. I mean, the most obvious is books and literature. It can go both ways, though. Who wrote it? Like, if you're on the Internet, don't go and read someone's personal blog, their their one experience with anxiety, depression, or self-improvement, and make it truth. Or if something is published, you've taught me this. Who's published this? Where did it come from? If it's a study, how many people were involved in it? Just do your due diligence and figure out what it is that you're reading. I think that that's really, really important. So sometimes the best way, and this is how I started, is find someone that I find inspirational that I like. I like Melody Beattie. I like Lewis Hayes. She's a fantastic pause. I actually have one of her books around here. And then just read all the material from that one author that you really, really like and start there because oftentimes authors flock together. So like in Lewis Hayes' book, she'll say, if you want to learn more about mindfulness or meditation or whatever, I got a lot of my stuff from X, Y, and Z. And then you look up that person. So you have to understand that authors, just like people, have support systems that help elevate them and their writing and their philosophies and things like that. So that's where you can start to make sure that you're actually reading good material that's going to be beneficial for you. Yeah, that's a great point because, you know, like you said, if they have support systems as well. So you find the people that you admire and mm-hmm. or that you relate to um, that you can see the same struggles and the same they've overcome the same challenges and these are the people that you kind of aspire to those are the people that you want to listen to and pull from their support systems you know the people that they surround themselves with yeah and i think it's a little research too it's like okay who inspired lewis hayes who inspired melody beatty where did they get their information from and then going up the chain That's what I do. I think books can be extremely resourceful and helpful. Also, another resource that it kind of goes with books is books on tape and audio. Because a lot of people will tell me, well, I don't retain what I read and I I, I struggle and I don't understand everything. And sometimes that's actually a byproduct of trauma, you know, how our brain processes things. So books on tape can also be your best friend, especially if you're an auditory like podcasts, right? You can also listen to your favorite books on tape. And a lot of the big, well-known authors do release them on tape so that you can really get the information that you need. You can listen to them when you're in the car, when you're driving and things like that. I think it's just really important that you start to think outside of the box and you start looking at a support system as not just people or friends and family to start thinking about objects and things that are are going on or, or TV shows, podcasts, whatever. It's just finding things that add value to you, I think, are really important. Yeah, and it's also important to understand what you need opposed to what you want. Right. Because a lot of people, you know, they want a certain thing, but they don't necessarily need that, right? Right. And you need to find support systems that that give you what you need and not what you want. Again, because a lot of the times, like, we get confused as to, all right, I want this, 
But that's not necessarily what you need all the time. No. And how many times have you found yourself being like, I really wanted this and then I got it and then it's not what I wanted because you ignored your needs. I don't know. <laughs> I've seen that plenty of times in myself. And I remember even coming to you like, well, I needed you to do this is what I wanted from you. You know, I, I want you to be more understanding or whatever it is. And you're like, that's not what you need right now. You don't need me to be more understanding of your situation. You need to get out of your situation and you need you need to understand that this is what's going on and not this. And man, does that feel like crap. And man, does it make me feel like I don't even know my own needs. We're no one single person is ever all the time going to know what they need. We are always going to know what we want because it's a lot easier to say, I want, I want, I want, than to know what we really need to better ourselves. And a good support system is going to help you be able to identify those things in yourself. Yeah, because that's that's where you get into the realm of enabling, right? Because right. if you're always giving what people want, then you're just an enabler and not, uh, not a support system. And you're not always going to like everybody in your support system, right? You know, like, I don't always you like you. You not always like me. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't. I, I always love you. My love for you never changes. But the like art, you know, the value of like can, can fluctuate sometimes. Yeah, you rarely like me. No, I, I really do. No, I, I like you most of the time. But there are times when I, I really dislike you. Those are the times I really need to listen. If you're being overcritical, then that's something you need to accept responsibility for and that you have to deal with. And I, I don't have to make mine. But if I'm just being defensive then I really need to start listening. So I'm trying to understand, am I de being defensive right now or do I have a right to feel this way because maybe he's being overcritical and not supportive? Just really understanding that because you're not always going to like the people in your support system. But if, if they have your best benefit at the forefront of their mind, you're always going to know. And I think that that's, that's the biggest thing that we Yeah, need. that's the most important thing because you know that, you know, even... Hey, you know, I'm not I'm not perfect. I, I'm wrong a lot of the times. Yep. <laughs> so, but but you know that at the end of the day, my best interest is still what's, exactly, what's important to you. Exactly. You I want I, mean? I want to see you yeah. succeed in the best. You've always life. told me this and I, I see this happening now. No, I'm just kidding. Now, you've always told me you've always said, you know, if you surpass me one day, like, great. Like if you someday don't need me anymore. Great. Like that's I'm like cool with that. And I think, like, I used to be like, what the hell is that supposed to mean? But that's just because you love somebody and you want somebody to grow. And I feel the same way. But I want to grow parallel to one another. And I think that that's, I don't know. You've always said that to me. Yeah, we should always be improving and we should yeah. always be and, growing. And we don't have to just be improving in these massive things. Little improvements each and every day. Little lessons each and every day. Add up to big wins and big changes. Behavior. Behavior isn't like, it's like the same thing with exercise. You know what I mean? Like you don't just go all willy nilly for two weeks and be like, yo, where are my abs at? <clears throat> I'm not talking about anybody in specific, but you got to do a little bit each day. So to kind of wrap everything up and to summarize everything, right? Important key points are find people that are, that are going to call you out on your BS. Yes. That are not going to enable you, that are going to provide some constructive criticism to help mm -hmm. you grow. And that you identify the people that are growing so you're growing with them and helping them, providing them with the same level of support that they're giving you. Right. And remember, if you don't have a lot of friends and family, that's okay. We can now take it to the next level with books and podcasts and, you know, TikToks and coaching and things like that. You can rebuild or build your support system to best service you, but only you know what it is that you need. So you can't lie to yourself in the process. Yeah. And it all starts with you. So that's the number one. Yep. It starts with the self. Um, so 
start there and then build from there. Mm-hmm. And I <clears throat> and I talk about this all the time, even in my lives. Everything that you need to heal is in you. We need support systems to heal because we don't have all the knowledge. If we did, we wouldn't be human. You know what I mean? So in order to heal, you need a support system, but you need to start with yourself and start working on the foundations. Yeah. And I think that that's, it's a, it's a great starting point. And find what works for you because what works for me is going to be different than what works for you, that what, that what works for someone else. So find the things that work for you and find the people that work in the same way. And then that's what will establish your healthy support system. So if you're listening right now, I hope that you got the information. You got some information to better help clarify what a support system is, what is a healthy support system, and what is it that you need to start doing within yourself, fixing yourself, so that you can start attracting and seeking out people that are further ahead of you so that you have something to grow and aspire to. So I hope that this podcast helped you with that. And if you have any questions, you know that you can reach out at any time. So, yeah, reach out to us with any of your questions, your concerns, uh, what was helpful, what wasn't helpful, what we can do for the future. So, you know, that helps us to help you guys and, and become a better support system for you. Absolutely. So you guys know where you can reach me. OK, you can reach me at ask.courtney on TikTok or ask Courtney underscore on Instagram. And I just started a YouTube channel, which was Ask Courtney where I, every Sunday, release a synopsis of videos to answer some questions that I get throughout the week. So check it out. You can find it in my link tree, right in my bio on TikTok. And if you need coaching, you can find her coaching website there as well. Yep. In terms of our podcast here, we're still looking for sponsorships. So if you know anyone that's interested in sponsoring, or if you want to donate to us directly, that would help us to provide more of ourselves to you guys. So remember... We're all in this together. Stay safe. Until next time. Take care. There's no shame in asking for help.